Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, Brendel, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. And available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify button. What are you doing over there? Something on You're a mess. Oh, You're supposed to do that before we start recording. I just noticed it right now. Anyways, we're on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We have a variety of reward tiers over there, including the $20 reward tier. At the $20 reward tier, you can have your question right here, Aki, on, uh, what is it called? Matt Chat. Matt Chat. That's right. Uh, so... Let's dive right into it, Larson. The first question is coming to us from Jacksonville's number one. He has a really good question. Yes, he does. About the nature of the fan face dynamic. Yeah. Let's see what he has to say. Hey there, friendos. This is Jacksonville's number one. Matt Chatter, Gion Halili, back with another Matt Chat question. Uh, this week I want to know, uh, talking about top faces or the you know top guys in the WWE, why do the fans always turn when it's somebody the WWE picks? Everybody was behind Reigns uh, at first, and then they turned on him. Then everybody was behind Seth until they turned on him. So why do fans always turn? Is it how they're booked, how they're written, or is the WWE just they don't know how to pick their top guys anymore? I don't know. Have a discussion. Uh, yeah, too sweet, too good. Yeah, later, guys. Thank you, Gion. Number one. Number one. Yeah. Let me go first. I know you don't have an answer here. Well, he even said, let's just discuss it, man. Oh, so, fine. Set this up, you know, as we all know, uh, as we're all huge marks for WWE product. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Seth Rollins uh, is going through a little bit of the same thing that maybe Roman Reigns was. For different uh, reasons, slightly, I for, feel. Like. I think for different reasons. Um, let's look at this first in historical context. Because sure, yeah. Uh, going back, let's say post Hulk Hogan, uh, virtually, I won't say across the board, but virtually every performer wrestler that Vince's personally selected to be quote unquote face of the company, the guy has faced a backlash. Okay. Um, again, Hogan, take him out of the equation. That seemed to work out. All right. Um, diesel granted business was down across the board that time. He didn't turn fortunes around. Uh, Shawn Michaels. He faced a lot of backlash when he was put out there as face of the company. Uh, after that, uh, I mean, even on a lower level, The Rock, when he was Rocky Maivia, they chanted horrible things at him. Die, Rocky, die? Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until he reinvented himself as The Rock that he was able to uh, right his career. Uh, more recently, of course, Roman Reigns, uh, he was pushed as the guy. And uh, a, a, a majority, not a majority, a large portion of fans uh, uh, reacted strongly against that. There's, yeah, here's the thing, though. This is, this is kind of a new thing in the way that we see it here. Uh, yes, there have been certain people, like when Rocky Maivia, like you said, when Rocky Maivia, when Vince 
tries something that is so obviously fake, then the fans will backlash. Mm -hmm. What's happening now, I think the real like so going back, I'm trying I'm trying to see some of like the 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 faces that have won the title before gonna, that have been kind of immune to this. I was gonna say by and large it's it's it's, it's wrestlers whose pushes, if you will, builds have developed organically. Yeah. Kofi Daniel Bryan. That was a great thing. I mean, that's one John thing Cena initially about the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era. Uh, Stone Cold. Yes. A lot of them were people that they really ran with when they got hot, as opposed to being manufactured. You start looking more at the manufactured people, like for example, when Sheamus first won the WWE Championship, nobody really cared about that. Jack Swagger won the World Heavyweight Championship. No cared. Nobody cared about that. So you have champions that people don't care about. Then you have people who, in the case of Seth Rollins, it is very interesting because I, I honestly thought that Seth Rollins would probably be bulletproof, but I don't. I honestly don't think this has much to do with him being anointed the guy. No, because I don't necessarily think he has per se been anointed the guy. Not in the same sense that Roman has. I agree with that also. Um, and maybe that has something to do with it. I don't I, know. I think that these are all cases that are a bit different. Like Cena, he started getting backlash when it became obvious that he was like, okay, he's lost his edge. He's Mr. He was the face of the PG era. But prior to that, his build was organic. organic totally. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And that's when he was huge. Yes. And then when they flipped the script to sort of PG. They made him family friendly. Made him family friendly. He wasn't like, you know, dissing people, doing, you know, uh, beef mixtapes and stuff. Like, you know, and then it, it just became repetitive because it was obvious that Vince was like, well, let's just do the same thing over and yep. over again because he sells a lot of lunchboxes. Um, but recently you get more into the realm of you got a, you have a very vocal crowd on social media that mm -hmm. starts to seep into the the live shows and the arenas and the crowds yeah. and then that just it turns into a wildfire like we saw with Roman Reigns. Yeah. The difference with Roman is that that was obvious that number one his I, I honestly think that people were booing more the creative than anything. Probably. Um I mean he's out there saying suffering succotash and promos he was doing the, him no favor. He was the face of really bad creative. Yeah. Uh Seth, I'm sorry but he sort of brought this upon himself. Yeah, I kind of feel that's the case too where and I we talked about this on our, our news brief we did on Wednesday that for Seth, I feel like a lot of it is the perception that he's the, a cheerleader for WWE. And right now when ratings are bad, creative uh, is inconsistent at best, can be very awful. Um, him going on social media and being a cheerleader for the company as opposed to being a cheerleader for his uh, his, his fellow wrestlers in the locker room. Yeah, and that's I think that's a stark difference. It's it's great to say this is the best place to work because I'm surrounded by such incredible talent. Uh, everybody in this locker room is great, immensely talented. Anybody on in this locker room can put on incredible matches. As opposed to I wrestle for the best wrestling company in the world. Um, people don't like uh, 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 cheerleaders for large companies. Yeah, typically. Yeah, you know, um, especially when the fortunes of said company. Take the balance sheet out of it um, from a, a public perception uh, perspective is not good. Yeah. And I think that's what's primarily probably gotten him uh, out of the good graces of the fans. They don't want someone who's a top guy who they cheer for just to be like, yeah, WWE, we're the best. I do think that there are people who I'm not, I'm not going to say ever immune but certain people who I would be really surprised if they ever got a backlash. Daniel Bryan's one of them. 
when even when he was a bad guy, that crowd really wanted to cheer for him. He's they good, really man. did. Um, Kevin Owens, maybe? Kevin Owens. I would say Kevin Owens as well. I, the way he handles himself, as long as he's a face, I'd be really kind of surprised if the crowd... I mean, if he, if he just... I would be really surprised if the crowd ever backlashed against Kevin Owens. Yeah. Um, AJ Styles is another guy that people just want to root for. Mm-hmm. Um, even yeah, even if he was like number one WWE cheerleader, I don't see how. I don't, yeah, I don't get. I just don't get the sense of people would dump on him the same way Seth has. Yeah, they have with Seth. Sorry. And they, I mean, look, and not, I'm not going to say it's all brought on by there. There has been some creative decisions that I think that Seth would probably probably would have been on board, probably was on board with. For example. The, the the making his relationship with Becky such a public in storyline thing, uh, that was a bad idea. Yeah, it was a horrible. That idea. was that was just a really bad it was idea. A horrible idea. Nobody wants to see happy people, man. Yeah. And I'm still not exactly sure why they had Brock win Money in the Bank, cash in on Seth in a really clumsy fashion, only for Seth to win it back at SummerSlam. It's because I mean, all that stuff is just Vince. Vince. Vince second-guessing himself ad nauseum. And, and then just deciding not again. to second-guess himself. Yeah. Yeah, just It over just didn't make again. a ton of sense. It didn't. And if they're not careful with The Fiend, they will backlash against that, too. Yeah, it's kind of already started. I don't know if the crowd is. The, I think the crowd just isn't into him as, as they, yeah, they have been. Yeah, because the presentation is, and the in-arena presentation has been the same pretty much since SummerSlam. Yeah. And they haven't... Like in the Firefly Funhouse, and I was always worried about this with, with this kind of dichotomy of Brain now, where the Firefly Funhouse stuff, it's deep, it's interesting, there's stuff going on underneath the surface. And then they bring out The Fiend, and it's just kind of like stock uh, uh, horror movie villain. Yeah. And they haven't found, I don't feel like, in terms of how he wrestles, a, a good way to, to find a balance between the two of them. Um, and I worry, unless they do that, that the fiend aspect of it is going to get stale if they just continue doing the same old thing. Well, yeah, because it'll be the it'll be the fiend the same, doing the yeah. same old thing until someone uh, uh, out fiends the fiend essentially instead of no, in terms of no selling offense. Although one one way they can they can spur that if if the matches are going to be basically the same, people might tune in. People might be into it based off of if they decide to run with the idea that everybody is changed by the fiend, they might tune in to find out. Well, how is Daniel Bryan going to be changed by the Fiend now? I mean, he's going to be probably showing up on Friday with less hair, for one thing. Yeah, um, it'd be cool if he showed up with like just patches of hair missing. That'd be cool, you know. Like it, the it, mankind it'd be used to have. And I think Daniel Bryan is like the perfect person that because he will go all in on stuff, mm-hmm. and the crowd really loves him. Mm-hmm. So it's it, there's extra, uh, you know, uh, they're extra sympathetic to Daniel yes. Bryan. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of different reasons, but I mean, I think mainly it's just because when Vince is so obvious about like who he wants in front of you and then he like overwrites and second guesses his own creative people don't like that they don't want to see that it doesn't matter who it is i'll say this too and it's i think seth just works better as a heel i think he just does ever since he turned face remember he came back from uh blown out his knee you're like never seemed like he's he's like it, yeah. and he and he got a huge reaction Came back as a heel and was like, that's weird. That's yeah. not how you normally do these things. Within a matter of three weeks, he started the face turn. Well, just turn face to begin with. But as he was going through the face things, yeah, it seemed like he was uncomfortable with a lot of the stuff. There was that feud with Triple H where it seemed like he was finally kind of comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, it's been kind of hit or miss. He would have been He would have been much better. I mean, in terms of the crowd reaction, he'd have been on much sturdier ground if he just didn't really tweet that much. And if he, if he, if he took the same tact as Roman Reigns 
every media appearance, seemingly every fan interaction that Roman Reigns has ever had with anybody that we can tell, he is the most gracious, humble, like he is above everything. Mm -hmm. Dude, you and I were there when Roman Reigns stood in the middle of the ring after WrestleMania 2017 and the crowd just gave him everything they had and he just stood there and he was above all of it. And he got on the mic and he said, this is my yard now. <laughs> Drop the mic and walked out. And it's almost as if he wanted to chuckle. Yeah, I know. That's how little it affects him. Yeah. And that's what you have to be. Yeah, I feel like every boo like is 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 a stab. Yeah, right. To Seth. With Seth. And it's a bad look. Because the way he talked on backstage was like, yeah, someone disrespects me. I'm not going to, or disrespects this company. I'm just not going to sit here and take you gotta it. You got to stay above it, man. No, you just. You, you do have to. Yeah, you do, you have, do have to, to sit. It. You do have to sit there and you do have to take it. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't yeah. be going on, on Twitter and calling fans dorks or asking questions because they're interested in, in the product. I know. You can't do that. Yeah, I agree totally. You can't do that. Anyways, yeah. let's move on. Yep. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, next, got a question from Rich. Rich! Take it away, Rich. Friendos, Rich the Smash Bro here. Just a quick question as we enter the end of the year, which uh, means Rumble season is coming up. Who are your guys' picks on the male side and the female side to win the Rumbles thus far by where you see things going? Or do you think they're going to throw a surprise entry in there and maybe win it? We know Morrison signed, but yeah. But uh, just let me know who you think as of right now possibly either stands a good chance or who you guys are rooting for. Thank you. Bye, friendos. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich. Uh, you know, uh, last week it was Rich's birthday. Yeah. He turned 58 years old. He doesn't look a day over like 46. Mm -mm. It's crazy. Mm -mm. Anyways. Anyways, who's winning the Rumble? Might be a little early to make some predictions. Nonetheless, let's do it anyways. Not at Steve. all, man. The betting odds are already out. Wow, I haven't seen them yet. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Roman is Reigns is totally it. number one. Yeah, he's totally number one. He's probably going to win. He's probably be the guy that beat the fiend. Yeah, yeah. Somebody pointed out who was this? Was it in our YouTube comments or on Twitter that they might have dropped a little Easter egg or a nugget of something mm. in the Daniel Bryan match when like the fiend actually sold some little bit of Daniel Bryan's offense. 
I'd like to go back and watch that and see if they're actually doing something that's kind of detail oriented. Maybe that'd be something interesting. And if Roman, if dude, if they're able, if they're able to maybe get after the Daniel Bryan thing, one more good solid thing in there with the fiend where you're starting to see how the fiend can be chipped away at. Yeah. He's got to have a weakness and Roman discovers that somehow or on the road to WrestleMania tries to piece it together. Mm-hmm. If they make that story into oh, a man. really cool match. Everybody loves a good whodunit. Yeah, good right. Mystery, yeah. You know? Everybody yeah. loves a good mystery. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. If Roman Reigns puts on his, his detective hat. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be cause the theme character seemingly, is, or yeah, the theme character is, is, is Bray is such, is so damaged by all the trauma he incurred in his past that he literally has to put on a mask and this otherworldly persona to go out there and more or less do his job now. You know, be and great. process he's created a monster. Yes, on the road to Mania, if they if they somehow it's a WWE, you can write it in. Swap Randy Orton over to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, he's on Raw. He's on Raw, so mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to swap anything. Cool. Is give Bray the Fiend that win over Orton? No, the Fiend's on SmackDown. Okay, then swap then swap him over there. I'm so confused. Yeah, sorry, Brock's on Raw now. Anyways, swap Orton over and give the Fiend that win over Orton that he didn't get at Mania 2017. Um, and and then after that, on the road to Mania, give him Roman because I feel like Orton's that last thing. And, and Orton's a big face now. Yeah. And he's the cock of the walk. Mm-hmm. I do what I want to do when I want to do it. That's the perfect guy for the Fiend to take down. Then people will be really freaked out about him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, have and there's that there's here's the thing. There's always that moment in the horror film, right? When the protagonist figures out the weakness. Mm-hmm. And there's the moment where the whole audience is like, Whoa, what was that? Yeah. And then they go after it. Yeah. And if you get if you're able to get that moment with Roman and the Fiend, the crowd will be into it. Yeah, they will. That's a story, right? That there. is a story. Let's see if they do it. Uh, as far as the women's side, I'm not exactly sure if the goal is a, a four horsemen match. How they're going to get there? Yeah, I guess your answer does it. So I'm going to give an answer outside of that. Sure. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Ronda shows up. She wins the rumble. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sasha. Get Sasha and Bailey again at Mania. That's a killer match, right? That would be a good match. That'd be a good match. We've seen it before. Or maybe somehow that moves you into the four horsewomen mm-hmm. uh, fatal four way. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. Hey, what if you do this? What if? Uh, Charlotte and Sasha do the Lex Luger Bret Hart there thing. There you go. And then pff, put them all together. Could be. And then whoever pins the Raw champion gets the Raw title of SmackDown. Somebody, I yeah. I don't know. Something like that. That could be cool. That'll be winner take all again, though. They just did that last year. Uh, next question from B Man, Patrick Sparks. Patrick Sparks. Take it away, B Man. Hey, friendos. Pat here. It's cold at work. So, John Morrison is coming back. I guess the main question is, should we care? Um, I don't really know what he's going to do on the main roster, so I want you to book out some cool things that he could do to make him interesting and not get lost in the shuffle, which is probably going to happen eventually. I don't really care that he's coming back, but what do you guys think? Thanks for those. Bye. Thank you, Patrick Sparks. Thank you, B-Man Steve. Do you care that John Morrison has returned to WWE? No, no, but I will add this caveat. Uh, I am excited to see what he's going to do in the Rumble because that, that was his thing. Yeah. Him and Kofi, that was their thing. Yeah. So I'm down with that. Maybe just sign him for Rumbles. Um, 
I have an open mind. Totally. I'm willing to see what they're going to do with them if it's cool, but I don't. I want the new. Same. Be new. Same here. I would rather uh, if they're going to debut uh, John Morrison on Raw. I would rather that have been Damian Priest. Yeah. You know, or bask in his glory, Keith Lee, which might actually happen in the new year. That yeah. would be great. That would be great. Or maybe just keep him on NXT. I don't know. I want to see him. I want to see Keith Lee be the man to beat Brock Lesnar. Oh, that'd be great. Oh. Crowd be, That'd be great. Tell me, is there anybody who you'd rather see on Good Morning America, on Access Hollywood, on the red carpet, carrying that whatever title Brock has, WWE Championship, than Keith Lee? No! That's the guy to do it. Yeah, man. Anyway, so do I care about John Morrison? No. Am I open to the idea that if they do something cool with him, I'll be into it? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Could be worse. Put them with the Miz. Put them with the Miz. Oh gosh. They need tag teams. Put them with the Miz. I have a tag team idea. What do you mean? Oh gosh, that's a good idea. They were good together. Yeah, that was also twelve years ago. What's old is new, baby. Uh, do I care? Not really. I have an open mind. I'm hoping for, hoping for the best. He'll put on some good matches. You know, he'll do the thing again. We're slow mo. I guess that's cool. Anyways, uh, you're onto something with a tag team idea. However, he's going to join forces with someone that is as athletically gifted as himself. If not more so, yes. They can do run with the whole superhero gimmick. John Morrison and Ricochet. You rebrand rebrand John Morrison as a superhero? Yeah. Yeah, That'd be cool with that. Johnny Superhero. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Super. I don't know. Something. Anyways, that would give him something to do. Uh, Ricochet is kind of, he's kind of on the periphery of the U.S. title scene, kind of. Um, Not really doing much of consequence. Uh, They need more tag teams. Have them start a tag team. And then down the line, whoever comes out of the, the War Raiders AOP uh, uh, eventual uh, collision, they can jump in there and try to get those tag titles off the winners of that thing. I want to know in the comments, what would you guys rather see? This is called YouTube engagement. Exactly. Oh, like, by the way. Give this video a like. John Morrison. And hit all notifications bell, too. <laughs> John Morrison and Ricochet as a tag team or reteam John Morrison and The Miz. Let us know right now in the comments. And while you're doing that, just hit that like button. Just, just hit the like button once, and you're good. At least an odd number of times. Or smash it. An odd number of times. An odd number of times. Do it even number of times. It won't stick. You need to get those likes up, and then the little notification bell. Hit subscribe, and the notification bell. All, all notifications. All notifications. You only do a video a day. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. We're not killing your sub box, man. Well, hopefully not. Anyways, next, Christopher Rampersad has a question. Good morning, Stephen Larson. So my question is about the Universal Championship. And I'm... Thinking about Braun Strowman, I think Braun Strowman was robbed for getting the Universal Championship before Bray. Do you think Braun Strowman should have been Universal Champion, become Universal Champion before Bray? Because I do. Because look at Bray. I know he has a new character, the Fiend, but I know it's over. But even burying it little by little, and even burying Braun Strowman. But you know, to have a legit wrestler who you can buy. As a universal champion, I think Braun would have been the guy if you didn't want to put the butt on Roman. But what do you guys think? Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Uh, did they drop the ball not putting that belt on Braun? You're darn right they did. There was a time when he was in contention to be top guy in the whole company. And yeah, maybe, you know, we heard some rumblings that maybe there were some attitude issues. Maybe. That has to be it, though, right? But at the same time, like, if whenever you put Braun in position and he does cool stuff, the crowd reacts. They eat it up. That cr- he was made, made 
that, by that feud with Roman because he was constantly just doing cool stuff. And granted, it helped that he was beating the hell out of Roman the entire time and you know, like half the crowd didn't like Roman. Nonetheless, he put him in a position where he does cool stuff, turning over cars, eating ambulances, whatever the case may be, people get into it. You have him in celebrity matches, people are going to think he's lame. Um, yeah, have him t- tag team with a, a kid, people aren't going to be into that. Have him do cool stuff. Um, they had so many opportunities to put that belt on him. I'll be honest with you. If there was one guy, it could have been really cool. If there was one guy who I think might actually be better at Good Morning America, Access Hollywood, in terms of representing WWE, it's Braun than, than Keith Lee. It's Braun Strowman. Really good because he's really good with the media stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, at the, don't you have to give? Don't you have to just think that? Okay, there's something that we're not privy to that the WWE that Vince McMahon saw about Braun Strowman backstage. Uh, maybe he was late. Maybe he would no show production meetings. I don't know what, but he there is he literally has everything, everything and more. If you think like okay, this guy who could be a crossover star because he's got the personality, the charisma, the look. He's massive. He's massive. He moves really well. Granted, he might, he had some injury issues, but seemingly like we heard he had bad knees. Like he got himself even more fit he's than he incredible was. Incredible shape. He looks great. He moves well. His he's, matches are fun. He's humongous. They know how to book to his strength. When he does cool stuff, he does stuff like only he can kind of do. And when he does it, people go crazy for it. He's great with the media. Why they never put the belt on him? Well, it's because there was Roman and then there was Brock. And then he just kind of got stuck in the middle of the whole thing. Yeah. And, and then he kind of got to make made look a fool a couple times. Mm-hmm. The cash-in thing, right? Yeah. There was like a weird cash-in yeah. thing. Yeah. Or Brock just chucked the briefcase. Yeah. He just threw it really far. Um, and then the way Brock or Braun eventually cashed in, yeah, it was lame. It was a cage match, whatever it was, it was garbage. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they 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 kind of screwed him a yeah. couple times. Yeah, like he, I don't even know if he can be considered a Plan B at this point. Like no. he lost a countout win against Tyson Fury. No, 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 he's he's done for the time being. He's kind of done for the time being. Like he he would need honestly, what Braun would need is like nine months gone. He needs some time off. He and needs come, an injury. <laughs> he, needs, he needs time off, and he needs to come back, and he needs to destroy a lot of stuff. Yeah, he needs an injury, and, then and he to comes destroy, back. Like I said, eating ambulances. Yeah, you know, just turning over semis. Like it's not too late. It's no. not too late. But if they continue the current path with him, it'll be eventually too late. It will get there. But yeah, like literally, he is built to be the top guy in the WWE. There has to. I'm telling you, there's got to be something that we simply don't see. Listen, over the last five years, one of the creative highlights of WWE is building up Braun Strowman as 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 like fourth wheel of Wyatt family. Yeah, I know. To legit world title contender. It's been about a year. Yeah. They actually executed all that basically perfectly. Yeah, I know. Basically perfectly. And they didn't follow through on it like so many things they do. Yeah. Did he, did he sneeze on Vince's face? I don't know, man. Was he sleeping in the back room or something? At- let the guy sleep if he wants to sleep. If he has something in his nose, let him sneeze. I know. If he did it on you, I'm sorry, it was an accident. You can make a lot of money with this guy. I know. At the end of the day, if you can make money with him. I mean, like, it's, it's, it, if he's no-showing like media appearances, yeah, that's bad. Because that's when but you're. But he did that like Elf film. I know. And then like he did a ton of. He does a lot of media we've stuff. Heard, we've not heard uh, anything about him no showing things. And he's like the most like, like Braun would fit in any era. Mm-hmm. He would have been the biggest thing in the eighties, nineties, mm-hmm. aughts, mm-hmm. and now. It boggles my mind. That it's weird, right? There's got to be something missing there. You think There's so? There's got to be something and missing. Sometimes Vince just 
has a thought in his head and can't can't dispel himself of the notion that oh, I don't want to put the, my belt on this guy, and that he just doesn't do it. Like, am I wrong in thinking? And granted, I know this is this might be again. Let us let me know in the comments if I'm completely out on yeah, crack right Steve now. Know. Let me know if I'm on crack. I understand. I don't know. I'm gonna say it. Roman and Braun couldn't they have been Rock Austin? Yeah, in the right hands, yes. right? In the right hands. It wouldn't have been the, it wouldn't have been the same thing because. Neither of them are on the mic or up to the level of Stone Cold or Rock. Not quite. In terms of the intensity, the feud, and how it could be uh, an era-defining back and forth. They could have been going back to that well over and over again. And if you had to transition Braun slowly from the monster who sort of mutters stuff, because we've heard him in interviews. Yeah. And I'm not saying that he's got the Stone Cold level of, because Stone Cold, when he would talk, it was just, you couldn't look away from him. He's captivating, yeah. But Braun might have maybe gotten close to it. Maybe. He was good. He's he good. He's good. He's got a good presence. Like his about him. shoot voice is good. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been it could have been an all time feud. It could have been. Listen, if you think Braun could have been the biggest thing in the industry, hit that subscribe button, notify bell, all notifications. Or if you think that <laughs> or if you think he could have been a big piece of crap, just hit like. Yeah. Either way, just hit like. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. All right, man. Next up, we've got uh, uh, Stephen M. Matt Chat Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer Stephen M. Man, this dude's showing up every week with these great questions. Yeah, he is. Let's see what he's got this week. Hey, everyone. No, Stephen M. here uh, in a bitterly cold And So I was wondering, do you think we probably pay-per-view matches above TV matches more, even if a TV match is better, often, sometimes better uh, than the pay-per-view match? Like, say, we've been getting amazing matches on NXT and AEW and the odds for our SmackDown, but mostly NXT and AEW, like Wednesday nights, it's just the best wrestling. Do you think more feud to be blown off on TV? And do you think we should give like really good TV matches what they deserve and like count them in the kind of build or feud? So too sweet. Thank you, Stephen M. Man, I'm going to hit a like button right now just for Stephen M. Because yeah. he's here every week putting in the work. There you go. Just like these wrestlers on TV putting in the work every single week. I agree with Stephen M. I think that, or if the question is rather, are televised matches typically not given as much shine as pay-per-view matches in general. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, look, the industry standard for like, oh, what matches are the best is what? Dave Meltzer's star ratings. He didn't, he didn't do star ratings for TV matches. 
And I mean, from time to time, he'll go outside the box and like he'll say, "Oh yeah, on NXT, the you know this tag match, you know this was a four and a half star match." But yeah, he doesn't do like straight up match, 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 which is fine. The guy only has so much time on his hands. Uh, you know, he's got to devote part of his time to shilling AEW. But uh, that's a joke. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I agree. I think that like we've said that we we've said this a million times. Whenever there's a rematch scheduled after a pay-per-view, we always say line nine times out of ten, oh, this is probably gonna be better than a pay-per-view match. It usually is. And it usually is. Usually is. So yeah, I, I don't think that TV uh, match I, is I think enough. the perception is is that pay-per-views where storylines either there's major story beats or storylines come to a close. And you and the idea is at least for a blow off match, that's the blow off match. You put everything into that blow off match should be on to make it memorable, so it should be on a pay-per-view. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. You put a, a blow-off match, I don't know, the third match on a pay-per-view where it kind of gets lost in the shuffle, even if it is good, or you have a main event episode of Raw, I mean, what's going to make the more, what's gonna be more impactful? Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. Um, so, no, I, I yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, TV matches, when they're really great, don't often get the credit they deserve. I think there might be one exception with uh, NXT because those takeovers only happen four or five a year. Uh, we get... Uh, and and in those takeovers, it's such rarefied air. So like you'll have a you know like Keith Lee Dijakovic that didn't happen at a, at a takeover. Mm -hmm. That that stuff happens on TV. I mean they might circle back around to it eventually, but they seem to be like best friends now. Um, so uh, you know there I think they do on on NXT TVs sometimes their main events like you'll get uh, one main event a month let's say that is a takeover worthy match. That is a blow off of some sort. Um, so, I mean, that's sort of the the the, the caveat there, mm -hmm. the exception, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I agree. I think TV matches need more shine. Yep, uh, I got three text questions here. First from Joshua, the Dynamic Knight Martinez. He asks, AEW's mentioned they want want to only worry about themselves, but this week they put out an ad that quoted an article saying, "quote AEW buries NXT." This comes off the heels of AEW being lower in the ratings in the, for Thanksgiving week. So it's a two-part question. A, will they start throwing more obvious shade at WB and NXT? B, should they? Uh, I'm guessing that ad that ran was more of a TNT thing. I would think so, yeah. Than an AEW thing. I think it was. Um, so I'm not going to put the responsibility solely on the feet of, of, of the elite and Tony Khan for getting that ad up there. Timing seems a little bad soon. They just lost two weeks in a row in the, in the, in the ratings. Nonetheless, it seems more of a TNT thing. Um, think, I mean, I wonder if anybody at, at I, I have no idea how this stuff works, but I wonder if that was even put in front of Tony Khan. No idea. I don't know. No idea. Uh, as far as should they throw shade? No. Just do your own thing. Mm -hmm. Just do your own thing. You have a plan, I would assume. You have storylines booked out, I would assume. You have a philosophy of how you want your business to conduct itself. Follow through on that. It's working pretty well for you thus far. I'm even not. I'm not even a fan of like. So there was that one time when Cody said, "The place where we use." Whenever you say the place where we used to work, you're just making yourself look like a guy who's bitter at the WWE, and you don't want that. You don't want to be that. You want to be the guy who went out and created his own thing, you know, to sh to 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 show people how it's really done. You don't need a reference to WWE. We know where you came from. We know that you didn't have a great time there. Um, and the, the the temptation might be for Cody there even more now that he's got some sort of court stuff going on. Yeah. Maybe over trademarks. We're not 100% sure. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I don't want to be reminded 
that anybody was in WWE when I'm watching AEW because AEW is such a it's such a great little it's ball of show. energy of it's what it show. is. You know, I don't need to be reminded of yeah. negativity. Stick yeah. with the positivity. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, next, Jeremiah Price. What was the moment you fell in love with wrestling? You knew you or you knew you loved wrestling. Uh, his was WrestleMania 31 when Seth cashed in. That was great. Uh, oh, he was in attendance too. And that moment is one I'll never forget because it was amazing, and it's when I truly knew I loved wrestling. We were there for that as well. That was probably the biggest like, yeah. mind-blowing live experience. Truly was. Second only to when we almost saw a guy burned alive. That was horrible. So. Uh, moment I, I was flipping the channels as a kid. I don't know. I was probably six, seven years old um, and came across the USA Network on a Saturday. I think it was late morning, maybe early afternoon. And uh, I don't know if this is the actual match. In my mind, it was. It was the Killer Bees versus the British Bulldog. Bulldogs. Um, and I watched that. It's the first wrestling I'd ever seen, and I was captivated. Mm. What is this? Yeah. These people are fighting in a ring? Yeah. Wow, they're doing really – there's a dog there. Yeah. Matilda was there, and, like, the outfits were incredible, and they were doing awesome stuff. And that that's all it took. I went to the local video store. They WrestleMania 1 there. Rented that. That's cool. Watched it all the time. Yeah. Um, even though my dad continually told me that it was fake, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. It was fun. These larger-than-life characters doing incredible things. I wanted to see it. I don't know when I really started loving wrestling. I really don't. I mean, I didn't watch it as a kid. I watched the the Hulk Hogan cartoon show, the Rock and Wrestling cartoon show, and I thought that was really cool. Um, I'd always been aware of wrestling, but I never really considered watching it like on a regular basis until college, until junior college, when I started hanging out with you guys. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it was some probably something to do with the NWO that I was just like, oh, these guys all seem really cool. Like, Hogan's a bad guy? That's weird. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, it was, it's probably something that had to do with WCW in the late 90s, which is, you know, it was probably something really bad. I know. I remember. I remember. I do remember this, though. I remember. I don't know. I can point to a couple moments. I remember seeing the first time I saw, like, the modern WWF product during the Attitude Era was uh, a recap of some sort. Like, remember how they had the, the pay per view? like recap things before mm-hmm. you buy the thing. Mm-hmm. And it was, that was for free. Like I remember watching the rock turn on Farouk, like mm-hmm. bash him with a chair. And I thought the rock looked really cool. And then, and then when I saw anything related to stone cold, I thought that was really cool. So I don't know. I mean, I, I like the, the social aspect of it. Cause I started hanging out with new friends. Uh, so yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe when I saw RVD for the first time in LA, when, yeah, you know, on TV there, I was like, "Holy crap!" I didn't know wrestling could be that. Maybe it was that. I don't know. It was. It was a. It was not an immediate thing. I don't mm-hmm. know if there was one moment. It was a whole bunch of stuff. It was when we got the Wrestling Man 2000. There you Almanac. go, the Almanac. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, Louis Sariza asks, "Who is the greatest second fiddle of all time? Who is overshadowed in a faction or tag team that was just as good as the main guy?" He says, "Double A." Arn Anderson. That's a good pick. Oh, man. I'm going to go with the greatest mind in professional wrestling today, Triple H. He was the second fiddle to Shawn Michaels in DX, for sure. I'll say this, though. And he then, was main guy in DX longer than he was second fiddle to Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah. Well, you know, he was second fiddle at first. He led DX for a whole calendar for a whole year. Yeah. And uh, he, was a, he was second fiddle in DX for six months. Something like that. It wasn't very long. Yeah. Eight months at most. Might have been more if it wasn't for that. Uh, Entirely possible. Yeah. Entirely but, possible. You know, he was he was the second in command. Who would have thought that that guy 
out of all the people, that guy would be the one who would go on and create NXT, the greatest wrestling promotion of all time, sub-promotion of all time. I guess so. Uh, I got three answers. Um, while I'm not uh, well-versed in his work, I always hear that outside of the Freebirds, Terry Gordy was an accomplished wrestler. He's like the hot Carl Anderson of yeah. his day. Another, another person I must include in this because we yeah? continually hear that Carl Anderson is like one of the best wrestlers and in the world. And if you go back and look at his G1 match, mm -hmm. the finals match against oh, Okada. Okada. Man, the finish of that match is outstanding. Oh, my God. It's incredible. It's uh, next, Scott Hall. Hey yo. Uh, he on, on, in terms of the pecking order of the NWO, the original NWO, the first three guys, it was Hogan, Nash, Scott Hall. Mm -hmm. uh, Scott Hall is—I don't, I don't know that you could call him underrated per se, but it's crazy. A man of his talents. And I understand he had his own issues uh, outside of the ring to deal with. A man of his immense talents, both in the ring and on the mic, was never world champion. Yeah. Never. And it's insane because he was great. Mm -hmm. He was great. Finally. Christian! Christian! You see him second now. Second fiddle, he was a world champion. Yeah, he was always second fiddle to Edge, though, man. He was. <sighs> he was. Um, you see him now. He's do, he, That show he and Edge had. He was great. He's, He's great. great on backstage. He was, was great, great on the, the podcast of Awesomeness. He like was always when, great. When Vince McMahon said... Don't you read the internet? I hate you. Yeah. It's <laughs> good stuff. Christian was awesome. He still is awesome. Yeah. And I don't think he got the credit he deserved. Well, he, he had that second fiddle. What? Because he didn't get a live sex show? He's second fiddle? No, because Edge is like the most decorated WWE champion of all time, and, and Christian got like a. He's pretty damn well decorated. Yeah, though. he got like a thank you, uh, world heavyweight title reign. Yeah, but that's all kind of he was worthy of. No, man. We got to do a top ten list of thank you WWE, uh, thank you world title reigns. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's got to be number one, right? You would think so. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for Matt Chat. Man, if you want to get involved in this show, by all means, go to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Twenty dollar reward tier. You can send your video question or your text question. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, of course, if you liked anything about this show, hit the like button and yes, let please. us know. And of course, leave us a comment. Thanks so much for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. 
That's A-N-G-I dot com.